Hey all, we are back today with a, another Unmute podcast update of 16.2 has been released. This has been released to all of the things. So it's on your computer, it's on your phone, iPad, watch, all across the board, it is everywhere. And there's some great new features that have come out and we're gonna discuss those today. With me, I've got Michael Babcock, say hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. And I've got Michael Doyce with me as well. Say hello, Michael. Hello, everyone. So we're going to start out with an app that they actually have on all of the devices. So you have it on the Mac computer as well as iPhone and iPad. And this is called the Freeform. This is an infinite place that you can jot down your ideas. You can either type, you can use a pencil or pen, all of the things. So to get more in detail and really talk to us about what you can do with Freeform, today we're going to have Michael discuss with us what Freeform is, what you can do with it, how it works. So Michael, why don't you uh, give us a prime on it. Sure. So Freeform is a new app uh, in iOS, iPadOS, and macOS. It's a collaboration tool. And what it lets you do is it's an infinite canvas where uh, you can add uh, shapes and lines and arrows and um, visual elements to create like uh, flow diagrams and things like that to this canvas. And you can add text boxes or sticky notes or things like that um, to this canvas, change colors and all those things. And the neat thing is it's all accessible with voiceover. So I can drag and drop an item onto the canvas. I can even grab the handles of that box to resize it uh, with voiceover, double tap and hold and drag, or you know use rotor actions. That works as well to do all these things. So it's a really neat app. And I feel like it was delayed. It was originally supposed to be out in 16. But I'm glad they took some more time on it and really filled that out. So Freeform is pretty neat to play with. I haven't found a a general purpose for actually using it. But I know a lot of business folks and, you know, people will be able to share accessibly with that. So uh, at least check it out, figure out if you like it or not, and, you know, go from there. Yeah, it's a great way to uh, share if you're having a meeting and you want to jot stuff down and you want everyone in the meeting to be able to see, you know, notes or diagrams. You can import all kinds of documents, PDFs, markup, all that kind of stuff. So it's good in that sense. One thing I will say, which I feel is a little bit of a bummer, but it just all depends on your preference. It does not have dark mode. So you're always going to have that bright white background unless you drag a black shape onto the uh, work area. But as a default, there is no dark mode. Anything else that you can think of that you want to say about it. It does work with voiceover and the mm-hmm. other accessibility features. So that's good. Yep. Works with zooming and all those things. So it's it's worth checking out for sure. All right. So the next thing that we have is Apple Music Sing. So this is where Apple Music is now showing the lyrics so that you can do karaoke. So anyone want to chime in and discuss how this works? So Apple Music Sing, they've always shown, uh, or for several versions, they've shown the lyrics so you could do karaoke and so you could read the lyrics as uh, it goes on. 
The difference here is that from what I've understood, you can lower the vocal track in a song so that you can sing out the lyrics and you can probably do share play and things like that. So you could do karaoke online um, with your friends. So it's more of a, uh, you know, online karaoke tool, which I think is pretty neat where you could just lower the track and, and do those kind of things. It's not on every song though, folks. So I believe only certain songs are supported with Apple Music Sing. Somewhere else. The next feature that was released was called iCloud Enhanced Data Protection. And what this does is it encrypts all of your data for end to end. So, Michael, you want to talk about this a little bit and what this does? Sure. Sure. So not only did Apple increase the encryption levels and security aspects of iOS, which they talked about in the WWDC of 2022, but they also have brought in these features and made them live. I am super excited about iCloud Private Relay, which allows you as the end user to be able to browse the web like you normally would without having to make any changes to your network settings. For example, not having to join a VPN and what it looks like, and my understanding, full caveat or full transparency, I am not the most uh, smartest network person out there, but my understanding is that traffic is encrypted to the DNS provider. And then from the DNS provider to the website, uh, web host, it is also encrypted. So that means your internet service provider will know that you're making a search, but they don't know where you end up at at the end. And I'll put a link in the notes for this episode to an amazing explanation done by Bart Bouchotts over at Security Bits from the NoSilicast. So that way you can better understand it because he does a great way to, uh, he does a great job at explaining it. But more importantly, the fact is it's live you may run into some interesting problems unless those have been solved with some web pages, but you can go in and tap on your name, tap iCloud, and then tap on the uh, setting to switch it on. But Michael, they also announced some interesting airdrop updates, and you have some opinions about these. Yes, I do. Um, so it has been a political issue where in, in uh, China, they've had some protesters that have used airdrop as a way to send uh, where they've used airdrop to send data to or, or um, information to people nearby by using airdrop if they if people have their settings set to everyone. So Apple originally said, well, for folks in that demographic, we're going to set airdrop to only work with um, everyone uh, for 10 minutes. And then it goes to contacts only. Well, now in 16.2, it has been set to um, everyone for 10 minutes only if you have the everyone setting turned on. My view on this is that uh, Air AirDrop is a feature not a lot of people use. And it's um, if you have, if you're going to family um, to see family for Christmas and you do use AirDrop and you say, hey, I want to send you this great picture of all of us. I don't want to, um, or I want to just airdrop it because that's the easiest way to do it. Well, you know, if your family member's not in your contact list for some reason, or if they're distant family and you want to send it to everybody, you could just tell them, hey, go to settings, turn it to everyone. And they can just leave it that way. Airdrop requires 30 feet of distance or less to be able to see an iPhone to send to that phone. 
usually even less than that. So typically, you're not going to be getting things that you don't want. And uh, so now, somebody may go turn that to everyone, and then 10 minutes later, they go to use AirDrop again, and they don't know why it doesn't work, and they're not tech-savvy to go figure out, oh, I need to go change that setting back to everyone again. So I feel like it's it's really not the best approach if you want people to use a feature to um, set that or make that a rule for for well everyone <laughs> to be limited to a ten minute uh, interval. But you will have a only ten minutes if you change your setting to everyone in AirDrop. So um, that is an update that's come out this this year or this time. Very good. So. Moving on, the next feature, which isn't quite as big of a deal, but is for some, which is always on display. Always on display is on your lock screen. It never turns off all the way. So you can see if you set it on a table, if you're not having it in a pocket or whatever, you can look and you can see that the screen will always be on. It'll be in a dimmer state. But one of the things that people were complaining about is that it takes up a lot more battery power to be able to run always on display. So one of the features that they added in this go around was the ability to be able to turn off wallpapers. So what that means is your screen is always black. It's not showing any animation or any kind of wallpaper or any of that. It's just a solid black screen with nothing else. And you'll see the time and the date and your widgets that you choose to have on the home screen. They're saying that this is going to save the battery a lot. We'll actually have to see since the update just came out yesterday. There hasn't been enough time to see how much it actually will save the battery. So we'll have to test this. We'll check it out and see what happens over you know the next week and see how different it really is how much battery it actually saves all of that good stuff so you guys have anything you want to chime in on with the always on display and i believe they have it where you could turn off notifications on there as well so that's also going to help definitely anything to save battery that's going to be the most important thing because if you don't have battery you don't have access to anything right you know i i just want to say i think it's a pretty big update um one thing from a low vision standpoint on the ipad is that there was a major zoom issue with uh moving around with three fingers you'd zoom out and it would almost cause the system to hang while you're scrolling and doing different things on the iPad. Uh, this was on my iPad mini and pro and that appears to be fixed. So you're going to have a better zoom experience in the um, full version of 16.2. So uh, everybody with low vision, you'll, you'll really enjoy that. Yeah, I would definitely highly recommend updating it. It's got a lot of security features across the mm -hmm. board. It's got some good stability issues and uh, I would say it's working pretty solid. So it's safe to update it didn't take that long. Uh, I got it going. It started downloading immediately. And I think 15, 20 minutes later, it was installed. So it was pretty easy to install. It didn't take a whole lot of time. And as we move forward and more and more people have it installed, there'll be less you know, strain on the servers and it would be even faster to download. So 
If you have internet that's not so great, or maybe you're only running over cellular, I would suggest maybe waiting a few days until a lot of people already have it downloaded and installed, and it might go a little bit faster for you and take a little less time if that is something that you're concerned about. All right. Well, I think that's going to cover it for today. Thank you, Michael D. Anything you'd like to say in uh, departing words? Uh, I would just like to thank you both for having me, and I look forward to be on more of these. And, uh, you know, it's been great talking to you guys about this new update, and uh, I hope to see everybody around. Definitely. And thank you for uh, coming, and uh, we'll definitely talk with you again soon. And Michael B., you got any departing words? I always have something to say. Just want to thank everyone for listening. Appreciate it. And remember that on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, you can join the Unmute Presents community call at acb.community for more information and to ask your questions, especially after doing this update. Thanks a lot, Marty. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.